At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is hour number three of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas in Colorado. Uh, later on in this hour, we will continue our discussion on tonight's Game 6 in the Stanley Cup Final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. Could there be a champion tonight? We'll see. Or we might have a Game 7 on Tuesday night. That's what I'm rooting for here. Let's get a Game 7, baby. Nothing like a Game 7 Stanley Cup Final. But let's turn our attention to baseball. And last night, James, the big news out of Major League Baseball was has to do with the Philadelphia Phillies. Bryce Harper, the reigning NL MVP, has suffered a broken left thumb. And Jeff Passan of ESPN says he will be out for a while. That joins a list of a number of stars currently on the IL. But from a betting standpoint here, James, Harper's MVP odds to repeat as the NL MVP over at BetMGM have gone from plus 850 to now 11 to 1. Uh, when a player of this magnitude, like a Bryce Harper, a former multiple-time MVP, goes out, how does that change how you look at that sort of team, the Philadelphia Phillies, going forward here, which it might be for the foreseeable future without Bryce Harper? Well, and for Harper, I mean, almost thinking about last year and his performance – topping that so far through almost the first half of the season this year and really the anchor of that offense for the Philadelphia Phillies which is a, a, a free swinging offense and you know it's kind of like a, a, I know our man Adam Burke kind of refers to him as a beer league softball team and <laughs> yeah. it makes sense to me I mean they're swinging for the fences and also they feel like they got a beer in their hand as opposed to a glove <laughs> because they kick the ball around so much defensively uh, that I think for not having Harper he was already having issues uh, with his elbow and not being able to throw the baseball. So, yeah, I think now pressure on Castellanos for one, Riamuto mm-hmm. another one. A lot of pressure on those guys. And, I, you know, with the way that they've been swinging the bats and the amount of times that the, just the, the, the poor approach at the plate, I think that is definitely going to have to change. I mean, when you got Schwarber, who's a lot of times leading off for this offense, kind of speaks to, well, that's how this team is built. But not having Harper in the middle of that, forget about the MVP piece. We don't know how long Harper's going to be out, and then it's his hand. You know, it's a broken thumb, yeah. broken broken finger, whatever the, whatever the case is, however long he's going to be out. Then it's the rehab part to get in because he's going to have to cast that up, and he's not going to be able to do any kind of baseball activities whatsoever. So even if, if whether it's six weeks, eight weeks, however long that is, 
is, then how much time does it take for him to get back out there to actually start using and swinging the bat, then catch up to the speed of the baseball? I mean, we're I don't know how long that's going to be. That's why it's indefinite, like you said, right now. But as far as his MVP chance, unfortunate situation for Harper and then for the Phillies, already in a tough division with the, the Mets who don't even have their best pitchers playing right now and and are going to be out until the post-All-Star break. And then the Braves, we've seen a resurgence with the Atlanta Braves this past month. Uh, they're that, a tough situation for the Phillies to compete even with Harper in the lineup now without him. Yeah, beer league softball, Mr. Burke, it's really going to <laughs> double fisting now for this team because they're going to be more pressure on this team to have to produce runs with Harper out of the lineup. Yeah, and it's a really big loss for the Phillies and a big loss for the game of baseball as well. Bryce Harper has been one of the faces of the sport for going on a decade now or so. And, I mean, he's a Las Vegas guy, so obviously out here we all love him. But uh, it's it's a it's a bad loss for baseball to have an MVP have to miss a considerable amount of time. Right now the Phillies, their odds to win the NL East have gone to now 16-1. to 1. The Mets right now minus 225, the Braves plus 200. So the NL East odds, it's looking like it is a two-team race with Bryce Harper on the injured list for the foreseeable future with that broken thumb. But while we have a little bit of time here, let's start to run down this MLB card for today's slate here. Already have a handful of games underway, but about five minutes over on the south side of Chicago, the Chicago White Sox hosting the Baltimore Orioles here. The White Sox minus 225, the favorite, the O's plus 180, the dog total right now juiced to the over at minus 120, over coming in at eight and a half. How the hell is Jordan Lyle still pitching in this league? He, he, <laughs> I looked at this and broke this down. I didn't realize he was even playing. So uh, forgive me here. I'm not, I haven't been putting a whole lot of effort and energy into the baseball season. We have had so many things going on since baseball started, right? We had the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, you name it, a lot of other action going down. I look here at Jordan Lyle, who was a former Rockies here for four or five years, and it, he, he had an ERA over five at that point. He still has an ERA over five for a career to this point here and they've lost have the O's four of five starts with Lyles of four of his last five starts as a starter he's allowed 36 hits 19 earned runs over his last 26 innings yeah no thanks on the Orioles side although they've been very competitive in the AL East considering the the depth of talent and within those teams within that division by far the strongest division in the American League that goes without saying but I think here with with Lyles I don't want to back the Orioles here who are who are going for a four-game sweep yeah. today and really so much of it is the White Sox here's another team that kicks the ball around similar to what we've seen with the Phillies defensively and no there's a lot of injuries to the White Sox they suffer injuries early in the season their starting staff a lot of injuries up and down that lineup uh, as far as the offense is concerned now Dylan Cease he hasn't allowed an earned run in his last five starts so he's been impeccable when they actually catch the baseball but during those five starts they have also allowed to have the White Sox 10 unearned runs during that stretch so I think here that's that's the issue for me with getting involved with the White Sox they've committed the thirst third most errors in the bigs and they don't seem to bring their gloves out for Dylan C. Sizer considering how well he's pitched when he's been out there. I'd lean towards the White Sox but it more so a fade of Jordan Lyles than anything else. White Sox in danger of being swept by the last place Orioles here. Is this the absolute bottom for the Chicago White Sox? Have we reached that point or can it get worse? <laughs> uh, 
I mean, well, if you definitely get worse each and every loss they take. They take a loss here, especially with Jordan Lyles on the hill for the Orioles in this sense. But I think what we've seen with the Orioles is a lot of young players on that team. That team plays hard, and they bring it each and every forget each and every game. They bring it each and every at bat. They take their gloves. They don't bring their gloves with them to the plate, and they don't take their bat out there with them to the field when they're not <laughs> playing well. This is the team that competes, and I think that's you know kind of similar to what we see out of Cleveland. They they new roster and a lot of guys wanting to prove themselves that they belong in the big leagues and yeah you can you can jump on those guys for a while now when does the novelty of that wear off not that they're not going to continue to play hard for the duration of the season for the Orioles but you know that that's the difference right now I think we're seeing that not only from the Orioles standpoint that the you got a lot of young guys that want to prove they belong in the major leagues and then the White Sox a lot of big contracts there and guys that you know nicked up as well and it's always hard to to put onus on players when they're dealing with a lot of injuries. They already have a, an extended, and they have had an extended injury list for the White Sox, but a lot of guys playing through a lot of injuries, too, like a, a lot of other players, but it definitely hampers them. So can it get lower? Absolutely, it can get lower. If you lose the day to Jordan Lyles, not a good spot for the White Sox to get swept at home by the Baltimore Orioles. All right, James, we've got about four games that are getting underway in a matter of moments here. Do you have anything in this A's-Royals game? A's-Royals? <laughs> no, I do not. I mean, you look Excellent. at these teams. These teams are combined. <laughs> they're a combined forty-three games under five hundred. Uh, we may as well look. And last week when we were in Circa doing it with Dave Ross, they had uh, one of the TVs. We had the Ultimate Tag Championships going on. I had never seen anything like that before. Man, if that was COVID, we probably would have had a line on that, like we had line on. Yeah. Uh, uh, what Russian ping pong, those kind of things. Uh -huh. These are just two bad teams. The, the A's have the second worst run differential in the major leagues, sitting at minus 109. Although they are playing better, they play much better on the road, do the A's, than at home. They're 8 and 28 at home, 16 and 21 on the road, no surprise, because they actually get to play in front of fans when they go on the road as, it plays to, as opposed to when they play at Oakland Coliseum. 8 and 28 at home, better to bet on the road. Oh, bet against the A's when they're at home rather than on the road. What about Blue Jays Brewers? A little bit better of a matchup. Anything for you in this game? No, I mean, look at the pitching staff here. The, the injuries for the Brewers, they had to claim Chichi Gonzalez off of waivers from Minnesota. So mm -hmm. far this season, Gonzalez pitched 11 innings total, 16 hits, 9 earned runs with 3 home runs, bullpen day for the Brewers, and then Barrios on the other side. He's usually a fade for me. No thanks. Batting practice pitcher for sure. 15 home runs this season he's allowed, including 5 in his past 2 starts. Probably the over, but here, bad pitching matchup for both of these starters. Rockies twins. What about that one? They're twins laying heavy juice. They're minus 225, the favorite. Yeah, it's too big of a price here, but thinking about the Rockies, I mean, they got their one win on the road in and on Friday night, a one nothing shutout. Don't see that from the Rockies very often, but that's the only one they've scored in the last three games. So they've really struggled to score and hit the baseball here. I think they go one and five, but I'm not going to lay a big price like that with the Twins here at home. Just too big a price. I haven't looked to see if Buxton was back. I think he is. Winds are blowing in pretty significantly, though, in Minnesota. Both these pitchers allow a lot of home runs, uh, in particular Feltner, six home runs in less than 30 innings of work for the Rockies. Winds blowing in from center field, 15 to 20 miles an hour. So you get up and underneath that ball, dead center, that might die at the warning track. Cubs-Cardinals, the rivalry game out there in the NL Central here. Cardinals minus 165, Cubs plus 140. Game starts in about four minutes. Yeah, I think the key here is just to see Jack Flaherty coming back. This is going to be he's going to be his third start of the season. He's definitely on a pitch count coming back. He had that platelet, some kind of plasma injection into his shoulder. He's been on the shelf for the first 60 days of the year, so he only he's 
made two starts, only pitched a combined six innings in those two starts. He's on a pitch count of about 60, so this is going to be just continue to get him stretched out. What does that look like for him? But then on the other side with the Cubs, they're going to go to the – it's a bullpen day for them. Alex Mills, reliever, having to step in with his eight. 0.59 ERA into the opener role for the Cubs. Mills has allowed 21 hits, 14 earned runs, and four home runs in just 14 and two-thirds innings pitch. Good day for Cardinals hitters. I might be looking at that Cardinals team total to go over. Nationals Rangers. This one gets underway in less than 30 minutes here. The Rangers minus 165. Nationals plus 140. We got about 40 seconds left. Nah, another ugly pitching matchup. Glenn Otto <laughs> returns. He was on the COVID list. He hasn't pitched in three weeks for the Rangers. The other side, rookie Jackson Terralt makes his third career start. He's only logged 11 big league innings in his young career. 15 hits, seven earned runs, three home runs during those 11 innings with only four Ks. He's not fooling anybody at the plate. He's not fooling me. I'm not playing this game either. You know, I think the best way to sum up uh, today's baseball card, or at least early on, is that you can put a lipstick on the pig, but it's still a pig. Uh, it's just not a pretty baseball card. But we're going to get to the afternoon games here in the next segment here, starting with the Reds and Giants. We'll see if we can find some better betting opportunities here in Major League Baseball. Don't go away. We're still rolling along here. Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 welcome back this is betting across america presented by bet mgm femi abebefe hanging out with james salinas in colorado james we have a handful of games already underway in the big leagues right now in south beach this i believe was the early peacock game there on the east coast the miami marlins and the new york mets knotted up at two in the seventh inning, right now the Marlins minus 115 on the money line. The Mets minus 110. The total sitting at six and a half here. Um, anything for you in this live market Mets-Marlins as we sit now in the top of the eighth? 
No, I can't see it. I have MLB Extra Innings ticket, but I don't get that one because that now I have to have another service to go find baseball, Major League <laughs> Baseball, for the Peacock service, whatever the hell that is. I, now i got to pay for another one to watch one game. Yeah, good luck. That's not happening. If I can't see it, I can't watch it. I'm an eye test guy, so if I'm watching, if I'm betting anything in-game, it's because I'm watching the game. I can't even get that one here. I've got eight games getting. I've got eight games on the MLB Extra Innings ticket right now where they block it in there on one big screen. That one's not included, so no action for me. Yeah, it's uh, as many <laughs> difficult ways that we can make you watch these games as possible is what, what we're looking for here. Are you watching this Yankees game in the Bronx as they're taking on the Houston Astros? The Astros lead at one nothing in the top of the third, it looks like. here We have the game on in the studio. Top of the third, it's one nothing Astros. Live market Yankees minus 155, Astros plus 120, total at 8.5, juice to the under. Well, I've been watching the series for sure. I mean, yes. these, this was the marquee series. That, I think in the American League, for sure, the marquee series going into this weekend, the other side with the Braves and the Dodgers in the National League as the, the top series to keep an eye on. And I think we've seen that from, you know, as well as the Yankees, especially Judge carrying this offense the way that he has. I'm always going to be a believer. Good pitching beats good hitting. We saw a tremendous performance out of Verlander on Friday night. And so good to see Verlander coming back from that TJ surgery he had back in mid mid-2020 and didn't get to pitch last year because of that surgery and man he looks as as good as he ever has and he's a veteran crafty pitcher but we saw his velocity tick up too he was hitting 97 on a few pitches on the gun in that game Friday night probably amped up a bit to be there in New York on a Friday night in the Bronx taking on this hard-hitting Yankees team but that's the issue here for the Yankees right we've seen it where yeah they they scored seven runs in that comeback win on Thursday but one run since no hit yesterday collective no hitter Kristen Javier was absolutely dominant last night and now I know we're only through two frames for the Yankees but no nothing to speak of right now for the Yankees last two games only managing one run couldn't even manage a hit last mm-hmm. last night. I think that's the thing with the Yankees, Femi. The bottom of that order is good as 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 well as Judge has been swinging the bat, and the defense has definitely improved too. Definitely say that with that infield helps not having Sanchez back there. The kind of the uh, that sieve that's back there behind the dish, not having him back there anymore, kind of sets the tone defensively for the Yankees. But this is a team that still strikes out a lot, especially the latter part of that order. Uh, and we saw this Houston team take advantage of the last two nights. And so far, so good early in this game in the third in the third inning. one nothing lead with the Astros. No play of anything of substance for me to get involved right now at live market for this game. Yeah, and we're uh, scoreless right now in the other two games that are going on. Red Sox, Guardians in the second inning, nothing, nothing. Same situation between the Pirates and the Rays over at the Trop. There, so let's continue down the card with some of these games that are going to get underway at 1:05 West Coast time, 4:05 over on the East Coast. Cincinnati Reds taking on the San Francisco Giants. The Giants right now minus 155 over at BetMGM. The Reds plus 125. Total is at seven and a half. Juice to the over. Yeah, and yesterday I actually got involved with that one. I did bet against Mike Miner. He has really been a back, batting practice pitcher since coming back from his shoulder issue, missed the first two months of the season, and that led up. He got hammered yesterday. His outs were sitting at 16.5. Figured he was going to go five innings tops. That's all he did. I was really surprised. And the money was going against me on that one. So but wherever the market goes doesn't always necessarily mean, even though you, you – yeah, the market's going against you. Doesn't mean that's always a bad thing, Femi, mm-hmm. especially in Major League Baseball here. But yeah. was that's kind of where I've been trying to attack and and look at some of these player and or pitcher props. And I think here with Tyler Molly, I mean, it's just has not been. He's, 
the Reds haven't won a game in his past seven starts, and he got hammered by the Dodgers his last last time out. I think it was Tuesday. Twelve hits, four and runs in Chavez Ravine. He has shown good command so far this year. Ninety strikeouts with just thirty-one walks in eighty innings of work. So I was trying to see could I get involved with Tyler Malley here. The thing with the Giants is they take good at bats. They work the count. It's not a team that's that they'll fight pitches off. They'll foul pitches off. And this is a team that has a good eye at the plate. Will they make Tyler Malley work here? I think that they will. His outs were sitting at 17 and a half. That seems a little bit high to me, but then I looked at what they were letting, allowing Miner to do, and he, they let him go 15 outs or five innings yesterday and just let him take a beating here. That's my concern with getting involved with Tyler Malley. They may let him do the same thing and take a beating, and it's juiced to the over at $1.55. That's where I was hoping to try to get involved but not going to get involved here. Descalfini on the other side just made his first start after a 60-day stint on the injured list. He got hammered for five earned runs and two home runs, just three innings of work his first time out. He's on a pitch count for sure, so this is a bullpen side and a bullpen day here for for uh, Descalfini and the Giants going here. I'm looking at his outs sitting at 15 and a half. I kind of just don't see it. I know it's juiced to $1.50, but I don't see him working that deep into this game. I know the Reds are a bad baseball team, but he's just getting his arms stretched out. i got to imagine he's still on a pitch count here for Descalfini. sitting at 15 and a half. Do you want to lay the juice? Going that it means he's going to go into the sixth inning? I don't see it. I'm going to play that right now as we speak. I'll lay the there juice. Not a big play for me here, but I'll, I'll just do a – I'm going to do uh, – we'll do a half unit on it. Um, okay. Again, it's, it's juice pretty high, but – Coming back from the end, I just don't see it happening. I'll lay it. I'll lay the dollar fifty that he doesn't go beyond the fifth inning. There you go. So James is in on this Reds and Giants game with a prop. Uh, don't look now, James, but the Seattle Mariners are red hot, baby. Five straight wins for my beloved Seattle Mariners. They're taking on the Los Angeles Angels this afternoon in Anaheim. The Angels minus 135, the favorite Mariners plus 110. Total sitting at 9.5, but it's juiced to the over there at minus 115. Yeah, and looking to hear it's Marco Gonzalez goes, and they're looking for the sweep, like you said, in, in Anaheim for the Mariners. Now, Gonzalez is one of those. He's a local kid from Rocky Mountain High School up in mm-hmm. Longmont, just up the street from me here in Colorado, So, and was tremendous as a high school pitcher. I always root for the local kids like that. And he's he's had, you know, he got drafted by St. Louis, really just never found his way there, but found a home there in Seattle, and he's a really crafty pitcher. He's not one that's going to overpower you with the fastball. A lot of off-speed pitches, works on both sides of the plate. Uh, tries. To, it has to keep the ball down. If he doesn't keep the ball down, that's where he gets tagged, and that's what Trout has done to Gonzalez over his career. Trout is 13 for 35 against Gonzalez thir- with three doubles and three homers. He is going to be, does Trout get to see a pitch today? We've seen it in the first couple games in this series where they're walking him. They've got Otani mm-hmm. behind him, but they're the, 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 you've seen the Mariners and their approach to say, well, we're, we're not going to let Trout beat us, and as good as Otani is, and I know he jacked another one last night, yeah. but they're going after Otani rather than going after Trout, so I wonder if he even gets that opportunity here. I was looking at some of the pitcher props in this matchup for, for, uh, for not only for Gonzalez, although I think it's a little high. The Angels lead Major League Baseball in strikeouts. They've struck out as a team over 700 times this season. No shame for this team swinging and missing up there, and and that includes Otani as well as Trout strikes out a ton as well. Uh, but on the other side here, Suarez he has an ERA of five, but he did throw four innings of scoreless ball at Seattle last Saturday. Um, however, he is not. That's the he's only pitched to five innings just once in six starts. So I feel like it's going to be another bullpen game again. 
and now that prop is gone. There was a prop up earlier. I was looking at Suarez. It was his it was his strikeouts. His strikeouts were sitting at five and a half. I didn't think he was going to have enough uh, the the amount of innings and the opportunity to do that to strike out that many. I'm not sure what happened. It is now gone. I don't know if there's a a move in the market mm -hmm. as far well. There's a move in the market. It's still oh, it's never mind. Excuse me. Sorry. He has been scratched. Suarez has been scratched. Now I see Andrew wants. That's why I was looking at this during the break. So that obviously I didn't get the play in. Didn't matter. He's not going to be scratched. So that would have been refunded. But Andrew Wentz, I don't even know who, uh, don't have much of a book on this kid. So obviously something happened with Suarez where he's not starting, staying away from this game entirely. You know, James, it's crazy because uh, as someone who roots for the Seattle Mariners, Mike Trout is known as the Mariner killer there. And if they pitch to him the rest of the season, somebody needs to be fired. Because this year, in seven games, he already has six home runs against the Mariners. In 174 games in his career against the Seattle Mariners, 53 home runs, batting 326 lifetime against Seattle. This is all the way back to 2011. This guy, every single time they play, he somehow finds a way to go yard. And it's interesting. We were talking about it during the break here, and we can carry this discussion into the next segment as well. The Angels have two of the most like, generational prospects on their roster in Trout and Otani, and for some reason, they can't find a way to win games. Now, I know Anthony Rendon is done for the year this season. He was a free agent acquisition from a few years ago. Rendon, a World Series champion, a really good player there as a third baseman. But the Angels, I'm looking at their record right now, 34-40, and 40, 12 and a half back in the AL West. I'll ask you about this Angels conundrum on the other side. Why they can't win, we discuss that next here on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit the vsin.com betting splits page. Check out all the data there at the Sports Betting Network. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The Betting Splits page is another way that you can see changes in all the action, and it's updated every 10 minutes. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. So check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out with James Salinas in Colorado. James, we left off discussing the Los Angeles Angels, and the Angels have two of the best players in all of baseball, but for some reason, they can't figure it out in terms of wins and losses. Right now, they sit at six games under 500, 12 and a half back in the AL West. Otani has been talked about as a generational player. Trout, we know, is a generational player, multiple-time MVP. Why can't these guys figure it out? The biggest issue has been injuries over the last, what, five years, four or five mm. years, a lot of leg injury. I mean, such a big, strong player, but, you know, it's always been these soft tissue injuries, whether it's been a calf or a hamstring, those kind of things. He hasn't played of basically, let's call it a full season in a sense. He had 134 games in 2019. But since then, he had, and obviously 2020 was a weird year. 2021, just 36 games last year. Uh, staying relatively healthy so far this season, but even years prior, the last time he basically came close to filling out a full season was back in 2016 where he played 159 games. So I think health, unfortunately for Trout, has really derailed his career over the last few years just from being out there consistently, the threat that he is out there on the field. And, you know, I, I think for show. Otani, I mean, tremendous. But there, he's not the best hitter in the league. He's not the best pitcher in the league. But he's obviously, we know he's the best player in the league when it be, you combine both of the assets that he brings to the team. But mm -hmm. 
just tells you baseball is more than just one player or two players. This is not the NBA where you can just get a, a Steph Curry out there that can really, in a sense, will and carry your team to victory. It's it's a difficult rosters are difficult to put together to have consistency, and really, it starts pitching. I mean, yes, Otani and and Trouter are special players, but. You know, beyond Otani being able to pitch, I think the pitching has been an issue for the the Angels, and then the culture is just not there. That's something that you think about the Cardinals, Femi, and the Cardinals are just a franchise that just ex- have expectations to compete for a, a pennant in the National League year in and year out. And I know the the Angels have thrown money, the massive contract that they got stuck that they well, I mean, they got stuck with it, but that was their choice to to sign Pujols, what 10, 12 years ago, however long that go ago that was when back then was a crazy huge contract. Now it's kind of peanuts of what these players are making today, but. You know, it's just you, you can't buy chemistry, and I think you can't also buy culture. And mm-hmm. certain franchises have it, like the Cardinals, and other ones just struggle to try to create that with throwing money at at players. I know Trout was a, a franchise guy; he came up through their system. And I remember when he came up; I think it was 2012, 11 or 12. 11, yep. And yeah, it really came on the scene, and it was fun to watch. And really, just not only with his ability to to hit and run the bases, but a great exciting player out in center field making plays too but also those things take a toll on you so unfortunately for trout it's the injuries and otani just you know i think he's as he continues to be a big leaguer here in this country with mlb that he's got to start and he's got to start to develop a better eye for the off-speed pitcher because he is such a free swinger we know when he connects it's pretty to watch because that launch angle and it drives but also a lot of strikeouts too and the both of them combined we talked about it the angels lead the majors in team strikeouts so that's got to be an issue that gets corrected and sometimes that's just within your franchise it's who you are you no shame in striking out i do want to point out one other thing here femi so i did up my bet so i want to real quickly just switch topics i did up my bet on d scalfani I, I know it's a dollar fifty. It's a pretty good price, but I did. I laid three units to win two under fifteen and a half outs. I I know this is his former team, and but he's a couple years removed from the from playing in Cincinnati. But the bigger thing to me is he was on the shelf for two months with his ankle injury, and he only pitched fifty five. He only had fifty five pitches. I know he got shelled by the Braves, and that was part of why he got yanked. They had five earned runs, two home runs, and just three innings pitched, fifty five innings or fifty five pitches within that start. But also, he's somebody that's been out for two months. You don't just throw him back in there, and now he's going to all of a sudden go throw a hundred pitches and work into the sixth inning. I kind of just don't see it. I think five innings is probably the max for D. Scalfani today. I know that you're, I'm having to pay the juice for that, but it's worth it to me. I just don't see him going into the sixth inning here. Mm-hmm. They got to be kind. He's important. He's an important player and starter to that lineup, to that roster for the Giants. You're not going to stretch it all out here in one game going against his former team. Yeah, and that's an interesting way to go about this because instead of backing the Reds and fading him, saying, oh, I think that they can touch up their bullpen, you're saying, hey, I'm just going to bet this guy the under on the outs there, uh, thinking that he's not going to go into the sixth inning or so. Well, so. And, and Femi, he didn't – the, fir- the first three starts to start the season, we know a lot of pitchers had to go through that where they were on a pitch count in a sense where they were using the first couple weeks of the season to get their arms stretched out because of the, the lack or the condensed spring training time for these pitchers to do that during February and March since they were locked out. But even in the three starts that he had back in April before he got hurt and went on the shelf for two months – 
the the longest stint that he had was against the Mets. He went five innings, got hammered in that one too. Five earned runs, two home runs in that game against New York. But he kind of worked his way up too. 74 pitches, 64 pitches, and 83 pitches in his collective three starts. Only 13 and a third innings pitch. I just think it's. I think that's just misprized. I think over 15 outs is just too many for him knowing that he's been out for two months well let's go down to the desert here where the Arizona Diamondbacks are hosting the Detroit Tigers Diamondbacks minus 120 the favorites Tigers even money total sitting at nine Tigers actually had the worst road record in all of baseball and here we go (laughs) go figure here now they go for the sweep on the road can they get this done I mean both these teams are in the bottom part of I think the the D-backs are, have the second-worst batting average. The Tigers have the fourth-worst batting average. These two teams, neither of these teams steal bases. They both got slugs out there on the field when they do get on. And combined, I think, for both the Tigers and the D-backs, combined stolen bases, I think half the league has more stolen bases than, they, than these two do, teams do combined. I'm really not interested in this game. You're looking at Dallas Keuchel. Here's another one. I couldn't believe Jordan Lyles is still pitching. Keuchel's bouncing around, and he's still in the bigs with his 7.88 ERA. He's allowed two <laughs> earn, 12 earned runs in his last two starts. So there's hope for the Detroit Tigers to get that sweep today with Dallas Keuchel on the hill. These are bad baseball teams. No interest for me. The Phillies are taking on the San Diego Padres. We mentioned the Phillies, Bryce Harper. He's out for the foreseeable future with that broken left thumb. Philadelphia plus 125, the road dog. Padres, you got to lay minus 115 at home. Totals at seven juice to the under. They're minus 120. You know, I was looking at Darvish. So Darvish is, and we know what Darvish is. He is going to, he's going to have that big, you know, nose to toes curve ball. And, and he's been an inning eater for the Padres this season. At least six innings pitched in thir- 11 of his 13 starts this season and been dominant as of late. Just two earned runs over his last 22 innings pitched. That's kind of where I was looking here with Harper out of the lineup. How many of these guys for the Phillies now are really going to be pressing? I think Castellanos was already pressing at the plate, and he's he's one that never saw a slider in the dirt that he didn't want to chase like half these, <laughs> the, the rest of this lineup for the Phillies. So I was looking at maybe getting involved with Darvish. His strikeout prop is at five and a half, a dollar sixty. I've already laid a dollar fifty. Uh, that usually is beyond my price point as far as being frugal with laying juice here that, w- that I did with Discofani with the Giants today. So I don't think I'm going to go there, but Darvish. Yes, his, his, his out total is at 18 and a half, and 18 and a half, meaning he's obviously got to go through six innings and get into the seventh to do that. Now, he's done that pretty consistently throughout this season, and especially as of late. Just wonder the impact on the Phillies right now because of with, with, um, with Harper being gone, although his earned runs, actually maybe that's a better bet right here. And the Padres are tremendous at catching the baseball, one of the best defensive teams, especially on that infield, even though we know um, oh, his, his name's escaping the third base. He rolled his ankle last oh, week Manny here Machado. in Colorado. Machado, yep. gruesome. He's got a great glove as well. He is not in, but maybe that's the better spot here. Darvish, at, yeah, that's still juiced a little high too, $1.35. I can't find anywhere with Darvish that I don't have to lay juice, but I think that's probably one I'd be looking at better is the earned runs on Darvish under two and a half at $1.35. I just think this Phillies team is going to press. Darvish has been tremendous, like I said. Only two earned runs given up in his last 22 innings pitched. Without the heart and soul of that lineup in with Harper out for the Phillies today, that's probably the best bet that I can find here, even though you're having to lay $1.35. 
Yeah, and make sure to shop around with all these vast prop menus that you can find from book to book. The final game, Sunday Night Baseball, L.A. Dodgers taking on the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves. It's been the reunion weekend for one Freddie Freeman out there in the ATL. Dodgers minus 115, the road favorite. Braves minus 105, total 8.5. Yeah, I see the number ticking up in favor of the Dodgers, too, and I get it. Tony Gonsolin, he's looking to be the first pitcher in the bigs to get, record 10 wins, and that would be without a loss. He is 9-0 and on the season through 13 starts. His ERA is just a tick over 1.5, and, and he fired six shutout innings of one-hit ball against the Braves back in April. Got to check on Ronald Acuna's status. Haven't seen it yet. He did leave the game after fouling a ball off his foot last night. We'll see if he's in there. He is key to that Braves lineup. I definitely would be leaning towards Gonsolin at the short price. All right. That is your MLB card here on Sunday, June 26th. On the other side, we wrap things up talking tonight's game. Game six, Stanley Cup final between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. On Sunday, you can place a $25 one-game parlay on any Major League Baseball game, and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport regardless of your bet's outcome. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get a $10 free bet to use on any sport when you place a $25 one-game parlay on any MLB game. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Welcome back. This is the final segment of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas in Colorado. James, we talked about it. The anxiety is high out there in the Rocky Mountains as they are on the doorstep of a third Stanley Cup title in franchise history. But they got to finish off the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were unable to do that. Friday night in Game 5 in front of that sold-out arena there at Ball Arena in Denver. Will they do it tonight, James? I know you're holding this Tampa Bay Lightning ticket from prior to the series, but what do you think happens on the ice later this evening? Yeah, I kind of 
I mean, my tickets aside, because uh, obviously I'm highly leveraged on the Lightning to win this series, and I've kind of already discounted that as those tick those two tickets were losers for the Lightning to win. Now they get to Game Seven, I'm definitely going to be looking to to take some of my liability off. I'm not okay. doing it tonight. I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm unless there's something in game. I'm not going to do it before it starts. Right now, it's dollar. I mean, it's, it's let's just call it a, a pick. A minus one ten. Either way, I just have concerns about the ABS. We've we've seen the Lightning when they are able to kind of, in a sense, muck it up, and that's what they were able to do in Game Five and really physical contest from the lightning from start to finish but not going above and beyond keeping themselves disciplined and not put themselves in the penalty box they were awful in their power play against the power against the abs power play through the first few games i mean it felt like every time there's a power play the abs were going to score when they had the man advantage but when they play five on five we were talking to evan klosky earlier he suspects these officials are going to swallow their whistles Mm -hmm. considering the the criticism they've received in both game four from tampa bay and coach john cooper after the fact and then some criticism from the avalanche on their side too with some of the especially the that hook that they called on mccarr in that third period gave them an advantage of four three advantage where you knew that you just felt the lightning were going to score on that on that man advantage in that perspective i, I feel like this is to me it's going to be an under i mean it's sitting at at mm-hmm. six or five and a half depending on how much juice you want to pay so i think i've been in the mood to pay juice if i'm laying a dollar fifty on disc alfani to not go into the sixth <laughs> inning that, that's that's i mean honestly i mean i'm just not yeah. one that that lays big numbers like that i'll i'm definitely looking for dogs and i'm looking for plus money and laying a dollar 50 here now if you want to lay the under here six it's sitting at a dollar 30 to do that but i can't say that i think this game is going to go over the only thing that gives me pause for concern is darcy kemper for the avalanche in goal and we saw the kind of a soft goal to begin with in that in was the first period where Tampa got off to the to the lead in that game in Denver on Friday night it was really a soft goal from Kemper off that mm-hmm. that angle outside the circle and and I think it was really it's just Ruda was just putting it on net and seeing what might happen get it, maybe get a a ricochet because on the other side that's where I don't have concerns we've seen Valis, actually we've seen we've seen Tampa Bay just find themselves and adjust to the speed of the avalanche could not adjust through from game one to game two absolutely skated circles around that Tampa Bay lightning defense but there's some big fellows out there that skate pretty well too for Tampa Bay and when you're talking about not only with Hedman but Sergachev I mean he laid out McKinnon on an opportunity to score in the in between the circles didn't even get a shot off because he got deep, he, he got knocked off of his skates so I think it's going to be the same piece here for the Lightning to be very physical. And if they swallow the whistle like Evan is anticipating, and I agree with him, you're not going to have a lot of shorthanded opportunities or power play opportunities on either side. Let them play five on five. And I think that's to the advantage of the Lightning here in this case. And if that happens, I favor them to win. But more so, I like the game to go under six. It's interesting because we have the goaltending advantage in favor of Tampa Bay here. Darcy Kemper has been good, but Vasilevsky is one of the game's best out there in the net. And right now his save percentage is 92% there. 
Do you give any uh, credence to what Evan said with us about the Conn Smythe Award? Because he mentioned that maybe go beyond Andre Vasilevsky if you believe Tampa Bay wins this series for the Conn Smythe. He liked Andre Palat in that storyline, or maybe even Nikita Kucherov, who's led the team in points these three straight runs to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, would you maybe identify some of those guys to possibly go elsewhere than, than Andre Vasilevsky for the Conn Smythe? Well, Palat was thirty to one. I mean, the price is great, and considering what he's done throughout the duration of this playoff, he's got he has he's has twenty points through the playoffs in the twenty two games, eleven goals. Seven of those eleven goals have been scored in the third period for Andre Palat, and three of those were game winning goals, obviously including Friday night game five win in Denver. So yeah, he's been clutch coming up with the big goal when they really needed it, and the volume of what he's been able to do. I mean, the three game winning goals have been absolutely crucial, and then. Having seven goals in the third period is is phenomenal for what we've seen out of out of Palat. But I think for Tampa Bay to win this series, it has to be Vasilevsky. That not that he has to pitch a shutout. We know he's fully capable of doing that. I don't think that's going to happen against the Avs. This is a team that's just got so much skill to be able to put the puck in the back of the net that I don't think he's going to be able to to put up that shutout, but I think Palat would have to have another game-winning goal. Hopefully he does mm-hmm. it, and hopefully he does it tonight, and that yeah. makes it, we move on to Tuesday uh, for game seven. Um, I, I, that's probably the only way I go. I mean, there's no value. McCarr's already gone, and that's where it'll go if the Avalanche win this. K. McCarr will have that, and and rightfully so. I mean, he's been tremendous on both ends of the ice, and I think he's close to setting one of the records as far as defensemen scoring and throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think he needs one more goal, and I know the goal that he had was pretty fortunate goal where it went off of it went off a Tampa Bay skate, and then went also was deflected in off that skate through Vasilevsky. You have to redirect that, and I think that's where we're at with Vasilevsky. I mean, he is going to be on top of his game, and I think Tampa Bay will too. I'm rooting for the game seven. You know that, Femi, but I, yep. I do. I lean lightning here in this sense because of my biggest concern. Now it's kind of twofold for the Avs. All the pressure and the buildup that was happening surrounding the Avs here in the city uh, in Denver that non Friday night, where the expectation was when are we going? How, what is the parade going to look like? Here's the route. Here's the date that's been selected. Can't wait to hoist the cup and everybody behave yourselves to the best of your ability in, around the, the stadium <laughs> and down lower downtown Denver, just anticipating that it was a foregone conclusion that it was going to be clinched the Stanley Cup in Denver in game five. Maybe it's better for the Avs to be away from all that hoopla mm-hmm. and all the hype and all the noise now that they sequestered themselves down in Tampa Bay away from all those expectations here locally that they can just focus on themselves as a team. That's probably an advantage. Now, if they lose tonight, Femi, I think if the Avs lose, I'll be looking to probably take a piece and get out see what that number looks like in favor of the Avalanche. They'll be favored for Game 7. Won't be a $2 favorite like they were in Game 5, mm-hmm. anywhere close to that. I'll probably be looking to get some of li- my liability off the Lightning, but also kind of depends on how this game goes tonight because you know full well there's a lot of injuries going on right now for both sides and in particular for the Lightning Femi and something could happen tonight too as physical as we anticipate this game being I'm not going to do anything probably to get off this position until it gets to game seven. Yeah, no, it's it's really fascinating. I think from a live betting standpoint, I'm curious to get your take on this because I think Colorado, even though they had all the pressure game five, they still have all the pressure on them in game six because they don't want to get into a scenario of a game yeah. seven, now or never, do or die type of situation with a two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. So maybe right. if we see another slow start from Colorado here in game six, do you get involved with Tampa Bay in a live betting situation? 
I won't be. I, I'm, I've already got too much. I probably have too much liability right now with the, the lightning of what I put out there with eight units total, whether it was the six on plus 155 or the two that I have plus 250. So I'm done. Mm-hmm. I haven't made any other bets. I'm not going to make any other bets and even in tonight. I'll keep an eye on it live. Maybe something pops up here. But I think the thing with all the injuries, and we know there's a lot of guys fighting through injuries for the lightning. The one thing that 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 – not that it's an advantage to be banged up, Femi, but what it does do for an athlete is I think it narrows their focus. When you have a certain, whether it's an elbow, whatever that might be, or in hockey, upper or lower body injury, you know what your limitations are based on that injury and not playing beyond that. So staying within yourself based on how you're, what, how you're doing physically, that can help you narrow your focus to say, all right, there's certain things that I just can't do out there on the ice because I am banged up, play to my strengths, play to my, what, how I'm limited being injured. And I think that has helped the Lightning regain some focus. It definitely did in game five. I think it comes in game six, physical game tonight. Let's go Lightning. I was going to say real quick before we go here, I know what you want to happen, but what do you think happens tonight? I think the Lightning win. I think we have Game 7 on Tuesday. Oh, man, let's do this thing. Let's get us a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final. He is James Salinas. And for our entire crew here at the South Point Hotel and Casino, I'm Femi Bebefe wishing you guys all the best of luck tonight. Coming up next, Ross. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.